This short novel is dedicated to my two sons, Bruno and Lucas. The first chapter is titled Head Start. It all began one cold December night, quiet and dark outside. In the meadows afar, birds were happily singing their little ones to sleep. I looked up. I saw the pale moonlight surviving through the clouds, keeping me company before I journeyed onward. Hours passed, and I sat patiently, listening and feeling the crisp winter air pass along my ears and snip at my nose. The soil was rich and black, like coffee grounds, and it swallowed my tired paws. I moved on. Each step I took with caution, for I had been waiting there for some time. Three days prior, my life had changed, and now the time had come for me to take hold, grasp the world, and find my way to help those in need and who I had held dearest to my heart. Soon my chance would come, and the anticipation rose. Those three days of torture on my belly, not being full for some time, not seeing my family, not knowing what lies ahead, and not knowing if I made the right choice were terrifying. And suddenly, my opportunity was directly ahead of me. Its gates opened, my heart spiraled to my throat, and I dashed for a chance to make amendments with my past by making matters right. The boat sailed into the midnight, unaware of its lonely companion. I had chosen the right moment, the perfect time, and I passed unnoticed. I lay quiet, once more in the dark, finding a crate where I can fit in and sleep in through the night. I lay with no quarrels and only good thoughts in my head. I dream of my sweet Penelope waiting for me back home and the pups wondering where I might have gone. My stomach pains were twofold as the night got darker and it was time to sleep. However, I tried to stay awake a little longer to get my bearings. Time, it seemed, was against me at the moment. Luckily, I found the right boat to travel on. Who or what sailed it was still a mystery to me. I needed to use my little beagle nose, ears, and eyes to watch out for whatever I may encounter. Old Roger resets his life once more, remembering the most important parts. He who is old in his mind and weary of days that have passed now sees a brighter future. It is something that only the old Roger must face. It is something that depends on many factors not always in his control. Influence is gone, but inspiration is on the horizon. Soon to be felt filling him the dreams of a brighter future like the warmth of the sun striking his back in a cloudless sky with the winter's morning cooling him off. It was morning now. As I gathered my thoughts again and looked around me, the first thing I saw was a bright green star, yellow streamers and lines of white on the flags high above. All the ship's sails were raised up, catching the breezes left behind on the calm ocean day. The floor from ages ago below my feet as I moved around was studded from here to there with iron nails. It carried hues of dark brown to light maple shades and ages of wear and tear. The carpentry in and of itself was beautiful. Men bustled around the starboard side cleaning while port side sailors were racing to get the catch of the day in. I guess I'm off to a good start. These people got fresh food and had a supply that by the looks of it won't be depleted by just a day's luncheon. As a dog, I do enjoy fresh fish, believe it or not. Hopefully it is some delicious sea bass or tuna. And don't get me wrong, I love a ground up cooks pork stew just as much as the next canine, but fish is actually a delicacy in our world. 
If you can imagine a polar bear going after a sea lion, then that'll give you some notion of what I mean. In the end, I'm sort of excited taking this trip. I'm on a voyage that must have been meant to be. Funny how things work out like that. One moment you're in dire straits, and in the next, king of the ocean. This trip will take me across the Indian Ocean, from my homeland, Cape Camarin, to the northwest cape of Batu Islands, if what I heard from the portsman was accurate. In the end, I need to make it to the northern port of Australia, and then over to John's, the blacksmith, hometown where his father apparently may be dying. The Indian Ocean can be pretty rough on some vessels. There are many stories of sailors heading out to sea and never coming back again. Heck, dogs that leave with their masters and fall overboard when the winds get strong and the waters dicey were not uncommon. The night was coming and a new morning will start, but it seemed we were not 100% ready to get underway. The day was short and almost over. The workers on deck were all still rushing around making preparations for the long journey until shouts and calls gave them pause a few moments later. It was a fresh day in the salty sea air. I was also ready to move on. There's no point in lingering. All was seeable in the shining sunlight. As a stowaway, I mustn't wander too far unless I identify the captain first. All good stowaways know that their only chance at survival on a journey like this across the wild waters is to make good with the captain. The trick to a free ride is making sure you seem harmless but are worth something. If there's no use for you, you could wind up being turned into night's dinner, part of a stew where my bones would be chewed up. But seeing how, how my coat had stayed healthy all these years, thanks to my lovely Penelope and her grooming techniques, I would fetch a sure prize for any man. It doesn't hurt either that I'm a beagle harrier. Our breed flows from the French countryside and has always delivered the pride it so deserves to hunters and the like. I was trained by the elite to sniff out any fowl that had been shot down from my owner. Oh, my poor owner. If it wasn't for his immature death, I would never have been put out with my family. When we come across these barriers, we must learn to overcome them. That is what makes us stronger, I think. I tried to do the best I could with what I had at the time. I always was a good hunting dog, but after our rich owner died, me, my wife, and my little babes were left in the cold as autumn came along. No one wanted us. Thank the Lord we met the blacksmith. That's a whole other story in itself. All I feel now is a type of odd sensation that the ship is empty. It's like no one is noticing me. I'm walking about the upper deck now freely. I spotted the captain with his pointy hat and handmade golden embroidered collar coat. Now it should make an effort to be seen, to be seen by someone close to him at least, or of course he himself would be good enough and then see what happens. Not a great plan, I know, but I have to try. No luck this time. As I strolled across the deck, everyone was busy at their task laid out for the day. Being that the men were all very busy, I decided to wait until the next morning and take some rest back in the corner crate below the main deck. The stairs were clean and had a shine from the elbow work the sailors performed for hours that day. I could appreciate the work and diligence that goes into the fine art of sailing a vessel like this. What a fine piece of wood it was.